Jesus teaching the disciples, from the catacombs of Domitila, Rome. Jesus said, Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn. A man against his father. A daughter against her mother. A daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me, and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. New International Version Jesus is the sort of guy that gets up in our grill and confronts us with this, all of life centers in him. That may sound incredibly narcissistic. For Christians, it isn't, because we discern and confess along with the Apostle Paul. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church, He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything He might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His blood, shed on the cross. Colossians 1 15-20, NIV. The Christian's confession of centrality in Christ means that we believe Jesus is the most important person there is. That confession often makes us troublemakers, as we follow in the footsteps of the Lord who was Himself a troublemaker. That may also sound like something that happens when a narcissist is in control. Again, for Christians, it isn't, because we realize that trouble is central to Christian mission, the way of the resurrection comes through the cross, the way to succeed is to fail, and whoever loses their life will find it. We should expect opposition. We should not be obstinate, pig-headed, short-sighted, legalistic, or use the Bible as a brick to throw at people who disagree with us. That will certainly bring opposition and trouble. But this is not the kind of opposition we're talking about. Being a jerk is antithetical to the gospel. Don't be a jerk. The opposition Jesus experienced came through being humble, meek, just, merciful, pure, and peace-loving. According to Christ's Beatitudes, embracing these values will smack against their opposites. Pride, criticism, judgmentalism, and selfishness are ensconced everywhere throughout this fallen world. The virtues of Jesus are countercultural; they're different than how the world typically operates. As people who must live in this world, we need to avoid the extremes of simple assimilation into the culture, or an outright rejection of the culture. Blending into culture, and separating from it, are both ways of avoiding opposition and trouble. Instead, there is a third way that encompasses both shrewdness and innocence. And it is faithful to the way of Jesus. We need to interact with and engage the culture as salt and light. Assimilation means that we lose our saltiness. Isolation means that we hide our light. But interaction means that we are discerning and seek to apply understanding and truth in the concrete situations of life in the world. It means that we learn critical thinking skills. It involves listening to others and discovering their values. It requires speaking into another's life with grace and truth. It is a matter of following the words and ways of Jesus, the center of all things. 
Any fool can stand against something and complain about it, shouting from afar about what they don't like. It's also foolish to accept everything without question. As followers of Jesus, opposition and trouble is going to come when you rub shoulders with the world. If we never experience opposition, it's probably because we have either succumbed to the culture or have removed ourselves from it. We will inevitably upset our family. Trouble will likely come from family. In many countries of this world, a family member who becomes a Christian has brought shame upon the entire family and, so, is in jeopardy of being shunned, rejected, or worse. That sort of trouble may be foreign to many, but family separations certainly occur in our own culture because of faith commitments to Jesus. Jesus stated that anyone who takes the easy way of loving family more than him is not worthy of him. Anyone who does not take up their cross and follow Jesus, even if it means trouble, is not worthy of following him. Each one must die to self. Let. It. Go. Die to the old life, take up a new life, a life dedicated wholeheartedly to Christ. The old life involves holding on to a spirit of unforgiveness and bitterness, avoiding certain people, refusing to make things right with others. The new life entails keeping steadfast love, caring for others, embracing humility, being selfless, thinking the best of others, forgiving others, taking pleasure in truth, remaining patient, and always trusting God, no matter what. We are going to feel afraid. Fear has to do with the unknown. If we expect opposition and trouble, then we won't live in dread of what might happen. The early Christians even rejoiced in their suffering because they considered it a privilege to be walking in the way of Jesus. Acts 5:41. God has generously granted you the privilege, not only of believing in Christ but also of suffering for Christ's sake. Philippians 1:29, Seb. We will receive special help in times of trouble and fear. We have the Holy Spirit, given to us to be our helper for such a time as this. God is with us. When you go through deep waters. I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty. You will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression. You will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Isaiah 43 2, NLT. God sees everything and isn't taken by surprise by your hardship. The Lord will eventually deal with all that is wrong in this world. Jesus said, In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16:33, NIV. It is a privilege to follow Jesus into trouble. This is upside-down theology. In giving my life away to Jesus, I find it. In getting into trouble, I find peace. In taking up my cross, I find purpose and joy. The flooding of thousands of square kilometers of rainforest in Brazil has given birth to an unusual industry, the extraction of underwater wood. Millions of tree trunks, below the waters of a lake formed by the 1980 construction of a hydroelectric dam, captured the entrepreneurial vision of Juarez Cristiano Gomez. He invented an electric saw that works underwater and set up a company to extract this wood. Lumberjacks equipped with air tanks go down as far as 164 feet but are never in danger of being smashed by trees they cut since they fall upward to the surface. The kingdom of God is upside down. Facing trouble and opposition doesn't make us fall, it actually lifts us up. So, count the cost. Give your life away. In doing so, you will certainly not lose your reward from God.